Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Way Up North podcast is supported by Wooden Banana. Wooden Banana has delivered personalized wooden packaging for photographers since 2014 and has since connected with thousands of photographers from around the world. Their handmade wooden products range from CD and print boxes through to custom USBs, all individually engraved with your branding, giving your client delivery the love it deserves no matter where you are in the world. Wooden Banana has partnered with Way Up North for three events in a row and is offering a 10% discount on all their products using the purchasing code 110. So give them a look at woodenbanana.com or follow their store and Instagram via the hashtag woodenbanana. Thank you for listening to the Way Up North podcast. My name is Cole Robertson, along with Jakob Granqvist, founder of Way Up North in 2015. This podcast is hosted by Jenny Hamar, and in this conversation, she speaks with Erica Yardemark, one of the 10 presenters who will be in Stockholm this October at the big event. In this chat, Erica shares stories from her upbringing in a small town in Sweden through to her experiences with the Swedish royal family. She's tattooed, colorful, modest, and confident. Erica believes in trusting oneself and blazing your own path, and in this chat, you'll gain an insight into how this trust guides her through life. This conversation gets very personal, and as much as I was struck by Erica's openness, it also struck me what a great job Jenny did guiding the conversation. The two are close friends, but Jenny navigated the chat in an unbiased way and avoided getting too friendly with a close peer. Anyways, enough of me. Here we go. Jenny and Erica's conversation recorded in June 2016. Hi, Erica. Hi, Jenny. <laughs> How do you say your name in English? Erika, or do you say, I'm Erica? I'm Erica. I'm Erica. Okay. Like in a very Swedish way, because then it's my last name. It's like Gerdemark. So it's like... Right. So you're not one of those people who's like, hi, my name is Erika Gerdemark. And they're like, whoa, what? <laughs> no, I, I, I actually say I'm Erika Gerdemark, but it's... Every time I say it, it sounds very weird. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's well, a little bit of Swedish. We know you, Erika Jadermark. And um, for those of you who don't know, I actually know you quite well. We're friends, and we yes. usually speak Swedish, so this will be interesting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. especially for me. You're actually very good in English, so well, since you have I'm lived rusty. in the States, yeah. uh, and I have not, <laughs> so... But you're, on the other hand, a world traveler now, and we'll talk about that later a little <laughs> bit more than I am at the moment. Yeah. But um, so where you are right now sitting in your gorgeous new apartment yes. in Stockholm. 
Yeah, I actually went uh, home from my studio because I'm sharing this studio space with um, two architects and one other photographer and her sort of assistant. So I thought that for the recording, it would be more good to sit here when it's more quiet. Uh, some, day, some days uh, I sit alone in the studio mm-hmm. uh, and some days uh, everyone is there. So okay. today was a day when everyone was there. So I felt like let's better take a taxi home quickly. <laughs> you didn't <laughs> feel like people were getting, getting sort of after lunch, there were people coming in. So, yeah. That's good. Well, you gave yeah. me a quick tour and <laughs> I mean, like I said, I do know you and I know you have like amazing taste. Thank you. <laughs> you have basically created like, I mean, a beautiful space to live in, but also it feels so you. Oh, thank so tell you. Tell me about it's... like, tell me about your apartment right now where you are. Like just look around and. <clears throat> well, it's a quite of a small space because I, I wish that I had a, a bigger apartment, but the apartments in Stockholm where I'm based is so expensive. <laughs> so yeah. I barely uh, afford a, a small apartment here. Um, just recently, I actually bought it last year, like the end of last year. So I've started to renovate the apartment ever since then. And uh, <laughs> it's like baby steps uh but it's still like yeah um but you have like a theme it's not finished yet you have like cement and kind of birch tree and then some pastels and then like a neon just poster (laughs) i mean like where did you i mean how did you create that space um well i have um um, I would say, like, <laughs> use a lot of Pinterest to actually <laughs> define what I like and not like. Yeah. And then I have sort of a, a certain colors that actually attracts me uh, when it comes to photography, but also when it comes to interior. And um, so, Are yeah. they the same colors? Yeah, I, I would say so. It's like pastels, like very pale colors but also like uh neon pink very much so i have like a mix of it and uh, a lot of gray and it's very very nice to it's actually my very first apartment that i actually own here in stockholm Mm -hmm. so um it's my very first time that i'm that I actually can create from like and do whatever I want from the from from my heart, and that is so exciting and I'm so so happy that it's 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 possible yeah. uh, that it has been possible for me to do it. It's like yeah, <laughs> that must feel I mean super empowering and I mean you really that's a huge achievement to be able to buy a place in Stockholm that is like most people cannot do that. Yeah, it's very tricky, and yeah, I've been working for quite a long time, and it's still like you need to have a like in cash. You need to have put in a lot of money uh, to actually get the the loan from your bank. Yeah, yeah. Your heart. You know how hard. it is. I know how it is. <laughs> You're stuck on base too, too well. and uh, I actually live in um in um 
place called Grandal, like the Green Valley translated. And you, Jenny, you have lived here as well, I like have. in the area. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's it's like not what like a hundred meters from where you live now is where. Yeah, I used exactly. To live. Yeah. I can see your old house uh, <laughs> every time I I'm walking to the tram, which goes to the tube, and yeah, it's it's great. I I have to. I think it's actually your fault that I'm sitting here because <laughs> the first time I discovered uh, Grandal was when I visited you here. Yeah. So that that's cool. <laughs> cool. I love that. I love that you're in Grandal. I have good memories from there. Yeah. So you mentioned I wanted to pick up on something you said about the interior decorating and the colors and stuff because I feel like you are also as a person like you're you are like a a, your being is also in, <laughs> in line with that, which means that you have like a brand not only through your work, but you know the way your apartment looks, the way you look. Yeah. And I know you as I don't. Maybe this is not how you identify it now, but I know you as like. I mean, you have like bright red lipstick or pink or like you know always <laughs> wearing dresses and like neon. Um, yeah, I know. It's, I I agree with you. It's like a, a whole package. Yeah, <laughs> it's just being me. I I don't think I, I I don't like separate that those those things. Um, it's like it's just me yeah. to be to be that person, and I like to visually. I like to express myself as a person, like the way I look or how yeah my apartment look or how my photos turn out but um and yeah it it, ha- it has always been like that I would say like since I was like 12 or 13 when I really found it out that was pretty cool to have uh your own style and actually to be brave enough to have it because especially here in Sweden like every everyone wears black you know when it comes to yeah you know where people actually how they how they if something's, stuff, like if something's trendy here, yeah, then everyone everyone has yeah, it. I mean, it's so. very easy to pop out if, if, if you are me. <laughs> so that means that like when you were young, you discovered that because the way you look is pretty important to you, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, tell me uh, about sometimes that. Sometimes too <laughs> important, but, uh, <laughs> but it's just the way I am and I like it. I like to to you know care about it it's like yeah yeah that's the the feeling i get from it like to yeah so it's important for me but it's good i mean it's like you can tell but i like it and you're you're (laughs) gorgeous so and you have like this image it's it's really awesome thank you so you said growing up uh you know was kind of you felt like, oh, it was kind of cool to have your own style and stuff. But tell yeah. me, tell me if we back up a little bit, wh- when were you born? <laughs> when and where? Uh, well, I grew up in uh, uh, a small village outside Tiev. Um, sorry, I need just to... <coughs> okay, don't forget about that. Det var ju bra att den kom precis i <laughs> när vi skulle byta ämne. 
Jag bara känner, jag kan inte tala emot det. Jag kan inte. <skratt> Okej. Okay. Du får ställa, ställa om frågan tror jag, eller? Ja, jag ställer om frågan. Mm. Tell me when and where you were born. Uh, I was born uh, in a small village called Tolfta, which is like located um, outside Tiep, which is about like one and a half hours drive north of Stockholm. It's located, uh, for those of you who know Sweden, located between Uppsala and Gävle. Uh, yeah, so uh, there, sorry. When were you born? Um, 1982. So I'm 34 years old now, and um, I lived in Tolsta until I was 16, and then I decided to go to high school and move to Uppsala and, and study photography for the first time, and that's why it all started, where it all started. So before you made that move, what was it like growing up? Because I think even Tierp is a small town, and you said you were outside of Tierp, right? I mean, yeah. you're in Tolsta. <laughs> What, it's just a few kilometers, but um, yeah, sorry. What what was that like? What what did it what did you what what were you born into? I mean, siblings, your parents. I mean, what what was life like there? Uh, I would say a very a very safe uh, world. Um, I, I grew up with four siblings. I have three older brothers and one little sister, okay. and my parents are still. Uh, married mm-hmm. and I would like to add happily married because they're like the cutest they're still like hugging and kissing and you know are very sweet to one another <laughs> so it's um, it, it was very like um, safe and wonderful in, in one way uh, in the other hand I always felt like I was the little black chief in the family because I was not uh, like my three older brothers, so my parents. Um, well, I struggled with my parents, and my my, um, my parents struggled with me. So, and that was also one of the reasons I moved uh, away from home quite early. Uh, and I'm very lucky that I was able to to do that. That's so, very early. I mean, sixteen to like what you moved into your own place, or what did you do? Yeah, I actually met a boyfriend uh, who was uh, three years older, and we got an apartment together in Uppsala. And um, obviously, my parents contrib- uh, contributed. How do you say that? Yeah, contributed. Yeah, thanks. Uh, with money, and I also got some um, some uh, help from my. Uh, how do you say the community mm-hmm. like to yeah how do you say that uh, uh, the like the government helped yeah you. exactly because the the travel between um and Uppsala was so yeah the distance was so long from my from my home village to my new school uh, and uh yeah that's well, that's, that's good how it was. that you were able to do that. But yeah, exactly. You said that you struggled with your parents. Is that like when you became like a teenager, like that kind of stuff? or mm, Yeah, m- mostly in my teenager uh, years. But um, but also I felt like the entire, my entire life, I, I not nowadays, but uh, when I grew up, uh, 
it was like I said, very safe. But in in a way, my my three elder brothers they were very like, um, they did everything sort of in the right way. So when I grew up, they were sort of never you know away from home, you know, um, going to sort of meet up girls or going to discos or whatever whatever you call it, like. Uh, being out late and stuff like that. So I was just, I just felt in a way very normal comparing to my, comparing to my uh, friends. But um, my parents didn't think that because they were so, sort of used to my my older brothers that didn't. They were sort of, they liked to stay. You know, they were doing sports, but they they stayed home, and I was more like out and drinking, and you know out with boys and out with my friends and going to the two towns like Gävle and Uppsala and, you know, doing, you know, random stuff that you actually do as a teenager, like nothing really, you know, too crazy, but a little bit crazy. <laughs> so what did they do? Did they say, like, did you have a curfew, like a time you had to be home? And did you break the rules? Yes, I did. But not that much, I would say. But um, it was a, a bit of a conflict, and that sort of escalated when I was a teenager. And I remember when I was, like, I think 11 or something, I, I wrote down on a paper, like, as soon as I can, I will move away from home. Wow. So, and then I did. And that actually had made a huge impact on me, I think, in my life, because um. I became very independent very early, and I think that has affected my business as well. Okay. In that way, yeah. So I, you remember writing that note, like in like a diary or something? Yeah, like exactly. That's so cool. I don't think it was a diary, but it's like on a paper, like I will remember this. <laughs> yeah, like note to self. This is my goal. <laughs> That's, I mean, we all read read these, like, how to become successful, probably, articles and books. And, I mean, they always say, like, to write down your goals is actually step number one. Yeah, that's a good one. And I actually achieved with that. And I'm very, in a way, very proud of how I managed to do it. I I just felt quite early, very, how do you say, grown up. Mm -hmm. You were mature for your age, probably. Yeah, I was. I I think so. And, but now I know that you've actually brought your father on a, like on a trip that you've done recently. So that must mean you have a good relationship with them now. Yeah. Yeah. Everything changed. changed. Um, actually when I moved away from home, then my mom started to, uh, you know, make, you know, cookies and, you know, bread like baking. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, until I was like, Erica is coming in visiting. Like we need to bake some bread and blah blah. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's change it and uh, change it. Um, changed immediately after I moved away from home. Okay. Actually, so we have a very very good relationship. It's like we really need to we really needed to appreciate each other, and um, yeah. And I'm I'm really I really love my family and my all my siblings. Um, and my family is very very important for me. But it was it was not super easy to be me, <laughs> like when I was uh, living in Tolta, where I came from. So would it be right to say that you felt like kind of trapped there? 
uh, in what way do you mean? I mean, like, like did you feel like, I, I mean, I need air, I need more space, I need more, you know, stimuli? Yeah. Was that the reason you left? Or was it because you were felt like at home, you wouldn't, weren't allowed to do what you wanted to? Yeah, I, I would say both of those things. I felt like I didn't, I was not allowed to do what I wanted to do. And I just felt like I, I was different from my siblings. So when I started uh, high school, I felt very relieved that I actually met people that who were who liked photography and who who were creative and who were more like me. Mm-hmm. Like it's always like that when you feel like you're not alone with something like a problem or like uh, an an um, a vision or whatever it is. It feels very good to be together with other people that actually thinks the same. So yeah. Um, so one day you just discover, I mean, how did you pick photography? How did that come into your life? I actually um, wanted to be some, you know, have a creative profession. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I picked just between, like, becoming a hairdresser or a photographer. And um, uh, everyone else in Tia sort of liked to be a hairdresser that was very popular. So I thought that photographer uh, found found it a little bit cooler. So I picked um, um, the, the program and, uh, in high school, which I could study photography, mm-hmm. and that's how it started. <laughs> so it wasn't like I didn't grow up with, like, a camera in my hand or anything. It's, it was just an idea that it sounded cool and to be, to be yeah, to be a photographer. Oh my God. So little did you know, it was like that would be the beginning to an international I'm career. I'm so thankful I mean, for everything that, you know, life has, has brought me on this road where I am today because there sometimes it's just so small um, decisions in life that actually get you onto new roads and new roads that you didn't really knew even existed. So yeah. uh, when I think about it, it's like overwhelming to think that I, you know, I could be, you know, a hairdresser living in Diablo and yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. But I, I, I just feel so lucky that I picked, I, I picked something that I actually didn't knew anything about uh, from the beginning. Um so, um, yeah, it's, it's, this is so cool with life. I think that you can just, you know, there's yeah. so many paths that you can actually walk on. That's so and, cool. I mean, I, I know you, but it's so fun to hear you. <laughs> I, I, I usually don't interview you when we hang out. Usually, <laughs> exactly. like, we and we don't really talk or... about like old stuff like no. this. And I don't think there there are not that many people who actually know uh, how I felt when I, I grew up. There was sort of yeah, it it was a. It, you know, it was very good, but in a way, I am. I still felt like the back cheap, and yeah. I can tell but, you, you get a little emotional talking about it. 
Uh, yeah, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't talk about it that often. It's nothing that I'm ashamed of or anything, but, um, uh, and I think in my family, they know exactly how it is. Um, so, yeah, but I'm, I'm just glad that the, the situation are different. So, so different today, uh, than it was before. So uh, when you go back to Tolfta and I mean, do, <clears throat> do the people that you do, your, I mean, your family must know, but do people realize like what you do and how, I guess, there have been a few recent things that have put you really on the on the radar <laughs> of <laughs> celebrity or whatever you say. I mean, like, okay, so you photographed a royal wedding recently. Yeah, quite that, recently. Yeah. That must have been, yeah. like, for them a true sign of success i'm just now i'm generalizing and maybe that's unfair to say but i mean maybe they don't know that maybe they don't follow your blog or are not like in the industry but i mean here in sweden the royal family is still like very big and people know what's going on and i mean what yeah tell me about first of all tell me about how you got asked to do it and then <laughs> I can't tell anything about it except sort of like I've done it. <laughs> okay, let me ask uh, but, you this. Uh, I wish I could t- tell you a lot of a lot of things about it, um, but I, I can just confirm that I've done it. But uh, I'm not allowed to sort of talk about it or market myself with it. Um, yeah. So no, yeah. I know. it's it's very private. But okay, let me ask you this then: How? Were you more nervous doing that wedding um, than any other, like a normal wedding? Um, I would say a little bit more than a normal wedding. But uh, on the other hand, I thought like, um, you know, I know how, how to do this. And when you're photographing a royal wedding, it's also like you can't really move the way you normally move. On a, on a normal wedding because they are like uh, they are broadcasting the entire thing so you can't really you know you have your certain spots where you can actually be mm-hmm. so I just knew that from my from my few sort of spots that I had <laughs> I just knew that I I just had to do my best from that but I, I can't I, I couldn't really run around yeah. uh, like like a normal wedding so yeah, I was nervous, but I thought, like, yeah. You're I'm always, nervous. like, in a way, I've done it for quite many years, like 10 years now. So it's, yeah. But, of course, it was very special. <laughs> I, I have to admit that, yeah. And what about, like I kind of hinted at earlier, like going, you know, just your old friends, and then I wonder if there was anyone who was like, "Wait, what? Wait a minute!" <laughs> I thought she was just like some kind of struggling freelance photographer in Stockholm. I didn't know she was like huge. Uh, I don't really know, but of course, people have uh, commented a lot. I would say, um, my brother actually texted me a message like a few days ago because I've. I've done another assignment for for them, another photo shoot for them, quite recently. Yeah, you did a a, a baby prince. Is it prince or princess? Prince. Prince. Yeah. 
Prince Alexander. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, my my brother, one of my brothers, he texted me a message that's like, oh, it's you know, there are so many people asking me if if we are sort of uh, relatives or not because they have seen it in magazines and newspaper newspapers and all that stuff because they are like press images. So, uh, so I'm asking he, if you and your brother are relatives. Yeah, people have oh, okay. asked him, like, is Erica a relative to you? Oh, like, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm really happy for the, um, for all the comments uh, and so on, but I, I don't really know what people are actually saying no, no, <laughs> uh, about it. And uh, But, of course, it's, it's, it's very big. I think it's bigger than I think because... Uh, I realize there's a lot of people here in Sweden that actually really, really love and actually following the the royal family in the way that I didn't sort of realize before, I guess. I guess there's like a couple different ways. Some people love it, some people hate it. And I won't even ask you what you think because obviously <laughs> you don't I love the, the royal family, you. of yeah. course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Of course you do. Uh, but I have to admit, I haven't really, you know, follow. I haven't really followed them that much, like more than anyone else. I think, like, yeah, you're not like obsessed with them. No, I'm not obsessed. <laughs> like, them, and that helped me a lot actually when I actually did the photo shoots that I've done for them. So I'm not that, you know, starstruck or anything. It's like they are normal, nice people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. I bet you. I can imagine that you have a, a, like, you're good at, you know, having a good rapport with people, making them feel comfortable. I wonder, like, how much, I should actually book a shoot with you, because I'm curious about this. (laughs) (laughs) Do you give, like, a lot of instruction? I mean, how much do you, I mean, obviously say, like, stand there with with the light or whatever, but how much do you actually direct the people that you photograph? Uh, I would say during the portraits of just a couple during wedding day, very much. Uh, I always like have a plan for how to, you know, pr- how to sort of proceed during the, the portraits. Yeah. Otherwise, not no. at all. Okay. Uh, but during the portraits, so I'm very like do this, look there, walk there, like mm-hmm. sit there. So, so you're doing so, this like little prince shoot with. The baby, are you like, you sit there, you stand there, you hold the baby, you do this, or do you say like, just make yourselves at home? <laughs> Not really. Uh, well, uh, again, I, I can't really talk about that, that kind of, you know, uh, the, the, the food shoot for the royal family, but in general. <laughs> oh, come on, they're not going to listen to this. <laughs> um, I would say um, I'm very, I don't really say make yourself as home. Do you say that? Yeah, no. or like make yourself No, I don't even know how to say it. You heard it. <laughs> don't say it. No. <laughs> even if it wasn't Swedish. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I'm very like, I have an idea. I look at the light and then I just try to do like make them feel as comfortable as possible and I think that's one of my biggest strengths 
as a um, photographer is that I'm very open and personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very easy to get to know me. Um, and I think I share a lot of stuff with, with the, with the clients I photograph. I really try to be personal. So, and then it's more easy for the client to actually be comfortable in front of the camera. So, um, I think that's super important uh, in my photography and, and how actually the photos turn out. Yeah, I would uh, say that's that is a, one of your strengths, definitely. The, there's there's no sort of how do you say there's no wall be between uh, me and the client when I'm photographing. I'm very like yeah, present and uh, personal. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. So tell me about one of the things I have on my list of things. Very few things on my list because I knew. It would be easy to talk to you, but um, <laughs> tell me about your tattoos. <laughs> uh, I, mean, well, I want to know. All I like tattoos, especially <laughs> on guys. Actually, uh, I wish I had more, but I, I just need to come up with um, a few more, you know, sort of pictures to or text to actually to actually <laughs> tattoo but um i have one on my arm uh quite a big one and then i actually have the, my home village name tattooed on my foot uh Tolsta. um and then i have uh, what else do i have uh i have um uh, a knuckle tattoo and then i have one um one tattoo um on a secret little place where <laughs> well jenny you have to make love to me <laughs> to see it well we have so i think we have let me know together, when you have and time I <laughs> <laughs> okay if we've skinny dipped and i haven't seen it that says a lot okay well i'm moving on the one on your knuckle <laughs> your knuckle tattoo what yeah. tell me about it bam i mean it's in the photo of your presentation for way up north too i mean it looks like <laughs> It must, you must identify with it. Where does it come from? It actually comes from, I, I just came up with that idea. Um, first of all, I think knuckle tattoos is, you know, I love it on when I've seen it on other people. And then uh, I just came up with the bam thing and I was like counting, what, like one, two, three, yeah. It could be like on my all four fingers, like not my thumb. Um, but that is um, that is a sign for um, like the force I have inside me. Like it's the it's actually the sound of something. Well, if you hit something, like bam. Yeah. Um, so, so it's B A. Ha- I'll just say B A A M. Yeah, on exactly. Your, like fingers. Oh. So it's. It's something for to describe the force that I have as a person because I really believe that you have um, you create your own life and I don't I don't trust anyone else I don't believe in God for example uh, to sort of fix my life I need to fix it myself and to create the best I can with my life and that symbolizes the force that that I'm able to do it. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have any tattoos? 
Oh, that's that's for next time. That <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that over a glass of wine. Um, but I I I love that because there's like humor in it. I mean, a little like not humor, but there's like a uh, what do you call like little sparkle of the eye kind of. But at the same time, uh, yeah. a very serious like because you're so feminine and you have like this blonde hair and the and then this like. <laughs> Bam tattoo. I love that contrast. <laughs> yeah, and it's actually my trigger finger as well when I'm when I'm photographing. So every time I have the camera up, people actually see it. Yeah, that's kind and of. And I didn't really thought about that when I did it, but then I realized, oh, it's the same hand. It's my it's my right hand. <laughs> so when you're when you're planning this life, you talk about you know creating your life. Yeah. What does that look like? Do you would you say that you your focus right now is on your career or is it like on your personal life or is it what does that kind of work life balance and future planning look like i would say i'm focusing my focus the last sort of two years has has been on my personal life i would say because i i feel like i have gone through a, a big change on a personal level, um, since I uh, broke up with my sort of last boyfriend, and um, for the better, uh, it was really necessary because I was really working too much. And ever since then, I've, I I felt like my life has been in uh, in a new direction, sort of, and um, I, I'm I'm. I'm very happy for that change because I really felt that I needed to change. And, um, yeah. And so, so before so, that, your focus was on work and then... Yeah, um, a lot of work, actually. Um, and then I realized I couldn't really work that much. It was not worth it. So then I started to... Uh, uh, realized that I needed to change and I actually did a change and uh, one uh, one part of it is this new apartment and uh, it's just like small things like I've cut my hair I've long I've had long hair for like 20 years I've cut it it's like a big thing for me uh, I'm I've um just done things like bought very many new clothes, for example, like the style is a little bit different. Like everything is like, I just felt like I needed to change in, in so many ways. And I feel like I'm personally, I I've always been like a very, very like happy person. Uh, but I feel like even, even more now, like I really sort of the balance between work and the personal me is more, is better. So, yeah. That's good. Mm. I know you as somebody who can, you know, just work night and day, spend like an hour on one image, but maybe that's no more. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Actually, my my ex-boyfriend told me, like, uh, you must be the best person to just have kids with because, you you have sort of no limits uh, when it comes to like sleep and you know you can just push yourself very hard and 
uh, and that's very much true. Um, I, if I really want something or have a vision, I can work very hard uh, without complaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's good. But did you yeah. feel like you that? Did you kind of hit a, a realization? Was there like a, a, a lowest? rock bottom for you or was it just like oh okay yeah he's right I should change I mean usually these kind of big changes happen through kind of more tougher circumstances um yeah I felt like I felt two years ago um that was my sort of lowest point like of the sort of well-being do you say that yeah um so it was not just like, oh, I need to change it. It's like a little bit too much. It was very much, I just, I didn't felt good at all uh, after the separation. So um, I really started to, to, to work with myself. So, and that really didn't happen overnight, but it was kind of, I think to, to be sort of thankful for, for for the life uh, that we have or I have, I think you have to sort of hit the bottom to actually appreciate it. And that was my sort of lowest in my life uh, um, as as far until today um, that I've I've felt. So I think that that was sort of the key to my to my change. I actually hit the bottom. Um, that much that I actually did um so and without that I didn't think that I could really appreciate and be thank thankful in the way that I am today when it comes to like uh yeah everything did you you write anything like you did when you were 11 at that point I mean did you was there anything you're like I will um no, I didn't write anything. I don't think so. Um, not as far as I can remember. Um, but yeah, it, it was a it was a tough um, period of time, and it was actually also in the beginning of the wedding season, <laughs> which wasn't that good. But you, in a way, I guess when you don't feel that well, it's it's kind of great also to just have something to do like I worked a lot so yeah um yeah so I think I will be better I like a better girlfriend next time <laughs> <laughs> what will you do differently work less oh, not work, uh, well like spend time with my boyfriend would be a good option <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I didn't <laughs> that's, that's kind of important yeah yeah <laughs> That's a good thing if you have an, uh, an, uh, a relationship. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, for sure I will work less. Yeah. And yeah, I do it already. So <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you seem really like in balance, I think. Sorry, I didn't hear you. I mean, you seem to me really in balance looking at you and hearing you talk. I mean, it sounds... Yeah, I yeah. feel actually very... I feel great. <laughs> You're wearing like workout clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Should you really bring that up? 
Does that mean I'm not a workout girl? Workout girl at all. Even if I've I've, I've been a workout girl in the past. In the past, but um, uh, <laughs> does that mean you're heading out for like a walk yeah, or something? Or because I was first of first when I when I went to my studio this morning, I didn't wear those clothes. And uh, then when I realized I, I can't really sit there to record this, it's too noisy. So then I went home and like, yeah, I should, you know, take a walk later on, like for at least one hour. So <laughs> I better bring some comfortable clothes on when talking to Jenny. So that's, <laughs> that's why. But normally I'm, then. you know, <laughs> I actually bought this like two, day, two days ago. I'm okay. not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just starting to be a workout girl again. Well, at least like take a walk, like yeah. a, like a very like how do you say? Yeah, just like working out. I mean, yeah, a long walk, like when you can actually be a little bit more warm. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> so I was actually a sport person when when I grew up. I played um, football and floorball, um, especially floorball on a quite high level. Like the highest level, actually. What's floorball? Is that like in floor Sweden. hockey or no? What's floorball? Uh, in Swedish, it's in a bandy. Okay. Uh, is, that floor ho- <laughs> is that floor hockey? No, you don't say floor hockey. It's no. not hockey. It's not. You're not on ice. You're not. You're indoors with a ball. Yeah, but. <laughs> and a stick. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it sounds fun. <laughs> but, but you did the, it like the, a lot. I mean, you were like competing and stuff or what? Uh, I yes, feel like I, I did. Of you. I was actually, I played um, when I was like from, I guess, from like 16 to 22. I played like in Division One, and um, how do you say? Like the... Like the top. Yeah, like Elite uh, Series or something. Sorry? Elite Series? Yeah, exactly. Like for one year. And uh, so it yeah, yeah, I was really like a sport person. But I, I honestly, I can't really define myself as, as a sports person uh, any longer. Uh, I don't really think it's so much even fun to look at sports. Um uh, like floorball or hockey or football. Uh, American football, though, is quite fun. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, what do you? Do I feel I feel like I'm a completely different person than I was when I was yeah. in in that period of time of, of, in my life. Yeah, it, it sounds <laughs> like it sounds like like a total one eighty. Yeah, but even then, actually, people were like. What, just by you know looking at me, people were like, "Are you really a sport person? You don't look like one." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I was wearing you know, you know non-sporty sort of traditional uh, clothes. Yeah, that you expect a, like a sports person to wear, like yeah, at their yeah when they're not sporting. Yeah, exactly. But what do you do? What do you do now for fun? Like, what's the day off for you? What would you? Uh, well, I would do, and be honest. Like, uh, sorry, <laughs> and be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. Um, 
most of my time is actually spent um, in my apartment, renovating the apartment because I'm doing a lot of stuff by myself. And um, then I, music is a very like a big thing in my life. So I like to go to concerts, like, um, and just generally listen to very much uh, music. And also I do longboarding. Oh, right. Uh, and that is actually quite fun with the longboarding thing because I started to do longboarding with a, with a, um, uh, bride that I photographed back in like 2007 or something like that. And, um, I didn't really know her before, but, um, we connected, connected on Twitter uh, on Twitter. So we follow each other there. And then, um, I think it was, yeah, she, she actually tweeted like, Hey, is there anyone who would like to start to like do skateboarding with me? And then I replied, well, if we can say longboarding, then we have a deal. And then I tweeted like to everyone, like, hello, is there anyone here that actually know a longboard teacher where two ladies over here would like to learn? <laughs> that was so funny. And then a guy from Gothenburg replied like, yeah, I know a really great guy, Christian, like, uh, like inboxing, inboxing me on, on uh, Facebook. And so I did. And then he added another girl. So we were actually, we started a, a longboard group. Uh, and it became in the beginning quite serious because we had two teacher, like really pro- professional, <laughs> oh like longboard God. people uh, that we didn't knew at all. And um, uh, three ladies. But then two of them got pregnant and you can't do longboarding when you're pregnant. And when you have kids, I guess, you know yourself how life actually <laughs> is. Um, you, no so do you don't really have time to do longboarding <laughs> if you have like small kids. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so I've continued a lot by myself, um, <clears throat> doing that. Yeah. yeah. But it was kind of cool that Emma and I started this. That's awesome. Yeah. Twitter so, and Instagram and Facebook are sometimes so so cool. I I know that you've had like I mean a lot of things have happened to you thanks to I mean Twitter uh, above all, I feel like. Yeah, well, a, a few like, things actually. Like, I mean, how do you but, use Twitter? Um honestly, uh, today I don't use Twitter that much. Um but I sort of always, you know, tweet something. Nowadays, I would say I mostly post things about music. Okay. About you know songs I'm listening in, um, I'm listening to or, um, but I've sort of yeah, I sort of str- I always sort of struggled with Twitter, but then I you know keep on hanging there so and I think that's one of the most important thing that you need to do because often it seems like you know no one has really you know replied to this or liked this or whatever and you feel like you're talking to sort of a no one like a wall mm-hmm. but then I I think you just need to continue to you know post things it's just 
the same thing with your own blog, like, oh, you don't have a comment on this, or who actually saw this, or is there anyone who ever goes to my web? You know, it can be a little bit like that sometimes. Yeah. But I, I believe when it comes to social media and, of course, your website, you just have to continue to, you know, post things yeah. and to be to be visible there and uh, in the end it will you know great things will happen like all my uh bali weddings like the the weddings i've done in bali wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for twitter because the first bride she found me through twitter and that's like the key couple for all my weddings in bali and how how did she find you on twitter like what did Tell me about that. I don't really know, but um, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know exactly uh, what kind of hashtag she clicked on or whatever she she, uh, she searched for, but she ended up uh, on, the, on the link to my website, on my Twitter account. So you so. had posted something that linked to your blog or website on Twitter. Yeah, but you always, on Twitter, you always have, like, your... Uh, your link to your website it's like on instagram you can oh, okay. if you if you if you can uh go to my well if you go to my profile you can easily click to to the link on my to my website and bali i mean now you go there how often do you go to bali it's one of the things that pops up actually if you search google search erika yadmark oh really <laughs> like you do that and you know how it gives suggestions <laughs> it it has bali and Photoshop. Ah, all right. Um, okay. Um, well, I've been there, like, the first wedding I photographed there was in 2012. So I think I would, I've been to Indonesia, like, 12 times since then. Okay. Yeah. Like, 11, 11 weddings on Bali and, like, one in Jakarta. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so you're a regular there. Uh, what well, normally a few times a year at least. Yeah. Yeah. And what's it like to do weddings there and abroad? I mean, you do outside of Sweden too. What would you say? I mean, why is that fun? And is it harder, different from the Swedish, like super outgoing Swedes? <laughs> <laughs> no, the people are very, very nice, and um, I always feel very appreciated when I actually get there. Um, I feel like they really have picked me. Uh, you know, it's not that um, cheap to f- fly me there. So when I get there, I feel like sometimes I get treated very like uh, a little bit like a like a little princess sort of, mm-hmm. um, because they really so they are really really happy that you're there. And yeah, I feel appreciated and. Um, uh, I would say the difference or it's it's fun because it's a completely different environment from Sweden and from Stockholm and um, um, it's much warmer there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and my skin type is very like light. Yeah. So, and I very easily get red in my face. Like, so even if it's, even if I'm not in the sun, I'm just warm. Like, and several times people have actually, um, like guests have come, 
come uh, come up to me and said like are you okay <laughs> and I was like yeah I'm just Swedish <laughs> I'm okay but I'm just reading my face because it's super hot uh not that I'm like sunburned or any- anything like I'm just warm so um so you can just skip to wear makeup because it's all a mess because it's so hot. It's so hot. So a little <laughs> bit different from photographing weddings here, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and I will also say that normally the well, the the, the biggest difference I would say um, must be like at like six six thirty, it's completely like pitch black. So even if you're photographing like an outdoor wedding, it's like you just have everything is just dark. Yeah. <laughs> and in Sweden, during especially during the summer month, uh, you can uh, you can you know you can have it's could be light at like nine or almost ten yeah. p.m. So um, you really have to plan the day. Uh, and think about when actually the light is ending. So normally it's very stressful uh, because all normally I do the portrait sessions after the ceremony. And in Sweden, it's very common to do the portrait ses- sessions before the ceremony, so they, you know, the the guests don't have to wait and stuff like that. But uh, so normally it's when you do weddings abroad, I. Uh, it's different from here because you do you do you just have to work very fast <laughs> and you don't have and in my opinion enough time to be super creative with the photos because it's like yeah comparing to Swedish weddings right um, <clears throat> but how much how much do you get to uh, also in the Swedish but also Bali weddings how much influence do you have in what time of the day the the shoots will be the portrait session I should say um well I would say not that much at all (laughs) actually um I prefer to have more time than to have the best light um uh, it's it's good if you can have both but uh normally you know I don't do sunset photos during a wedding. Um, maybe I can just grab a couple of few minutes to do it, but normally it's just, you just have to, um, uh, first, like when are they getting, which, which time is the ceremony? And then you just have to sort of, uh, make the portraits out of there. Um, and, and, Often in Sweden, it's it's before, and uh, abroad, it's always sort of after. Yeah. But it's it's not that. Yeah, they always have a time schedule that sort of I need to fit in somewhere. But I, I wouldn't say that I adjust the time that much. It's more like the couple could. Um, uh, they think that they like thirty minutes are okay, but I would say like for the portraits, I prefer like if I if I can decide, uh, I would like to have like one and a half hour to do the portraits. Yeah. Okay. Um, especially if they if um, the portraits are before the ceremony, um, just not to be stressed. But uh, I say at least forty five minutes. Uh, if you want the type of photos that you see in my portfolio, 
Uh, <laughs> I can tell you've said that to some clients. <laughs> Sorry? I can tell you've said those words. Oh, like if so you want to, what you're seeing so here, times. you need 45 minutes to get in the, yeah. in the zone. Because I don't want to be responsible to bad photos if they have, you know, planned the, the timing, you know, not so good. <laughs> like totally. we have 10 minutes, like it's your fault. We don't have you know, the portfolio, you know, shots that we see, that we saw in your, like, on your website. Right, right. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> I, I totally understand that. So what does yeah. your, what does your summer look like now? What do you have going on ahead of you besides coming out to see me in the very near future? <laughs> yeah, I hope so, Jenny. Um, I'm actually, um, I've been traveling a lot this spring, so I'm looking forward actually to, to do a lot of weddings here in, uh, in Sweden uh, in June and in July. Um, so I will, most of the time I will be home here uh, in June and July. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this summer because I feel like I'm really in balance like on a personal level. So, yeah. And also when you have, I just recently had a, a very intense period of work. Um, and also when traveling, it takes a lot of time, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of like, whew, I'm home. Even if I love traveling, it's when you have the contrast, when you actually can, I, I never do editing or anything sort of when I'm out traveling. Um, right. So I need to be in my studio to do it. So when you do, when you have done a, a lot of photo shoots, you just, you know, looking forward to actually to take care of the photos in Photoshop. Yeah. So, yeah. Because, and to deliver the photos. And obviously, since Photoshop is one of the other most searched things on Google, <laughs> it's obviously something you, people are curious about because you put a lot of time into and care and love into all the images you yeah edit right exactly exactly i do do you like how many minutes do you spend on each image can you even say that or is it yeah i actually uh, counted on that especially two years ago uh when i realized that i have to work less and be less like a perfect perfectionist mm-hmm um, so I counted, uh, that I need to spend maximum six minutes per, per picture, per photo, uh, to, to, you know, <laughs> to, to earn the money I want uh, comparing to how much, you know, time yeah. I spent on mm-hmm. each photo shoot. Right. Um, uh, so I know sometimes when I'm, I'm sitting with big, with photos, that takes 10 minutes or 15 minutes, but then I maybe have an image that takes one minute. Uh, but like in general, I need to sort of have, have like in, uh, have six minutes. But, um, when I see like the, the clock is like ticking up to like 10 minutes and I just think like, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. <laughs> like enough, enough, enough. Save and I really have to remind myself even today, even if I started to work like with a six, six minutes uh, rule two years ago. <laughs> but wait, are you saying you have like a timer every time you open a, an image? No, not every time, but, um, you quite often I actually look at the clock, like, okay, yeah. especially if I'm stressed or if I feel like, you know, I'm under time pressure. Um, 
then I can like, okay, I really need to focus now. Like just have a quick look at the, at the mm-hmm. clock on, on my computer and then just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I bet you probably will get some of those questions that way up North for sure. <laughs> but your style is like super unique and so like calm. I mean, it's just, I'm again, kind of struck by how, it's just, it's like walking and seeing you in your apartment now. It's like walking into <laughs> one of your, your images. And definitely oh, thank you. Good, good brand. Yeah, really, I think I, I really have straight, stayed true to my, to my, uh, to my style. And that is one of the reasons, you know, things that have turned out quite well for me. Um, so I really think that you should, you know, stick to a style. Yeah, yeah, it's, and go for it. It's. Um, I wonder if by you creating that kind of awesome space that you have now in your home, albeit yeah. small, but really beautiful, if that's contributing to you spending less time at the studio and also getting that more work-life balance. I mean, having that like sanctuary. Yeah, I think so. Actually, it's it's. Um, I don't. I don't have a. Um, uh, you know, I don't have ch- any children. I don't have a boyfriend. So uh, it's one of the reasons to actually to feel like I want to be home. Yeah. <laughs> Even if there's no one here waiting for me. So, um, yeah, it, it really makes me so happy that I have this little space. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Great. Well, I think... This was such a nice chat. I am so happy that I got to like ask you um, these questions and like hear about you. I mean, yeah, it was so nice to talk to you, Jenny. It was a very like different kind of thing that than than we norm how how we normally like. Yeah, I never skyped with you before. We've never cool. skyped. We've never <laughs> just hung out in this way without wine. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've been, I've had three glasses of wine during this interview. I hope that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, but it's. I think you've you've come such a long way. It's interesting to and inspiring to hear that you're. I love your bam. I mean, that's yeah. Thank you. What can I tattoo to my knuckles now? <laughs> no. Yeah, but you have to. You have to get a, another child. Then you can just type in there like. The first yeah, that letter is on I each. Have three kids and a husband. Yeah, you can you can take your husband's name. That's... I could do that. Yeah. Um, well, I look forward to your presentation, and I thanks for being so open. Oh, thank you. It's been so nice to talk to you, and I'm really looking forward to to October. Me too. <laughs> we partied pretty. Please hold my hand because I will be nervous. Yeah, okay? but then I'll hold your hand, and then you know that people are just going to be like super curious and love your work. And these are people who are just like your fans, basically. <laughs> well, at and least they we'll, know n- now how my Swedish actually sounds like. So <laughs> you'll be great. It's a mix of Swedish and English. Let's just speak yeah. English from now on. And then we're leading up to it and you'll be fine. <laughs> All right. Thank okay. you, Erica. This was so much fun. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. 
hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 